Hey, what's going on, good people? My name is T Hardaway. My name is Michael Basel. And we are the Did It For The Hood podcast. This Indeed. is a podcast where we talk about uh, things that affect minorities in the educational space, professional space, and creative spaces. And we give advice to the youth about career development and how to avoid the pitfalls of being a first-generation student while remaining relevant to the culture. Um, and all around, we just discuss things that are culturally relevant, but we want to tap in and make sure that y'all enjoy the conversation and that it's something that uh, you can use, right? So right. again, <laughs> go ahead, Mike. Hey, I got to go first? Okay, bet. So, <laughs> all right. So I'm going to just give y'all just a little bit about me. Uh, well, first things first, I am a student at Carnegie Mellon University. I'm studying acting. So I guess you can already kind of dip and dabble into what I do. So I am an actor. I also am a rapper, a poet, I like to say. Kind of just getting out of that word rapper a little bit, artist more than anything, um, a writer, um, you know, I just aspire to just do so much for, for us specifically, black and brown people. And, you know, to be a resource, give back, be an asset. And uh, most importantly, just, just be somebody that people could just look up to and also just use for this conversation and use for just becoming just wanted to get more insight on just the creative space and also just learning more about the business space. I know I'm still learning about that. So, yeah. And I just, hey, I just want to be great and I want to be successful, honestly. So I feel like that's kind of where everybody at a little bit. So go ahead and take that away, T. No, I feel you. I feel you. Uh, my name's T Hardaway. or T Hustle, depending on how you know me, where you know me from. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I am, I have had a, a, a very bunch of experiences right um which is one of the reasons why i want to even delve into the podcast space so um i mean where do i go i've been i've worked in education i've worked in law enforcement i've been to law school two different law schools um <laughs> it's not all this cracked up to be trust and believe <laughs> hey listen experienced is what i hear it's for sure experience. It's yeah. for sure experience. Um, and if if I sound kind of hollow, y'all, I'm sorry. It's, we we working in the room right now, but we, we uh we're gonna build up the quality as we go. Okay. But uh, you know, we gotta start somewhere. Um, what else? I just had a, bu a bunch of varied experiences and went on an educational journey that I think that um could have been cut a lot shorter had I had some um direction and guidance. Right. And I was able to tap into things that were could be lucrative in the future, but it took so long and it was a quicker and direct path to it. Right. So one of my vision is for this is that I want us to have the conversations to kind of demystify things in the educational space specifically, but also some of the um, uphill battles that minorities face in professional world, creative world, educational world, because I don't think that we talk about it enough. Right. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we have to figure out a lot of stuff by ourselves. And I think that we need some type of space to be community. And that's what this is about. So we're going to tap into all of those things um, on this podcast. That's one of the reasons why I wanted Mike to be my co-host, because Mike is a creative, a pure creative. And um, he has a lot of experience in that space that I, I can't speak to. So... <laughs> And I have a lot of experience <laughs> on the other side that I can speak to. So I think we, we're a good balance. I think we're a really good balance. I think that uh, we're going to have some dope conversations. Um, um, I just want to put it out there that uh, this podcast is for everybody. 
right? I just want everybody to understand that. This podcast for everybody, anybody that wants to listen. We're talking specifically to minorities and first gens just because we're, we're minorities right. <laughs> and we're first gens in a way because we're, we're first gens in our spaces, our respective spaces. Yeah, so right. we're still first gens and we're uh, minority individuals. So we can speak to that experience. But anybody that wants to listen, feel free to tune in, get you some game, feel free to mm-hmm. participate. The space is open to anyone. Um, I want to give my handle. My handle is thardaway 561 on everything. Yes. So on Instagram, my name is Michael Basel. That is M-I-C-H-A-E-L. People spell it E-A-L a lot. And I hate that, but personally, but it's A-E-L and then B-A-H-S-I-L. That's on Instagram. On Twitter. It's D-M Basel. So T-H-E-M-B-A-H-S-I-L. So that's my Instagram, my Twitter. That's the main platforms I'm on. Of course you had to make this difficult, Mike. Hey, because <laughs> It would be typing how they type, and I'm like, hey, bro, like, <laughs> try to let folks know. I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you. <laughs> I'm like, he's like, well, I'm elemental P on this one. Q R S T U V on the other one. <laughs> okay, Y Z. Uh, yeah. We were just discussing something. Me and Mike were discussing something off camera. We were talking about um, we're gonna have a segment where we feature artists and yes. singers and actors um with bars only all right we were looking for quality music people that make real music right so we're quality definitely, over quantity absolutely so uh we're definitely gonna be tapping into some different artists you're gonna get to hear some different things and uh we're just gonna vibe man it's just gonna be a vibe mm-hmm. we're not we're not stressed out about much and we're gonna have some good people coming on as our guests uh to yeah. share information that we don't get necessarily from the creative space, from the workspace, from the educational space, just so we can all tap in. Because for me, I, I really, really, I really want to demystify. The way I say it like this is I want to teach people how to do education correctly. The reason it was so important to me was like people send you to college, right? For instance, people say, right. go to college, go to college, right? But nobody explains what you do when you get there, right? Mm-hmm. Or that process in getting there that process as well <laughs> the financial yeah. aid process the right. sat process act process college right. selection yeah. process common um, app all of that yeah scholarships grants mm-hmm. all of that is not really explained and then once you get on campus how to select your major networking professional organizations like none of that is explained to you specifically when you're a first gen and i know somebody's going to listen to this and be like oh that's common sense you probably came from privilege. That's not common sense. It's no shade. And I'm not shading anybody who did. Yeah, but it's the truth. Yes, I'm not shading anybody who did come from privilege. That's a blessing. But you got to understand it's a whole generation of people who it's their first time stepping on a campus or their first time exploring a particular Mm -hmm. type of career. And it's their first time and there's nobody holding their hand. Yeah. So... Uh, this is this conversation we're going to have on here is just kind of demystify all of that. So, uh, you know, talk about the good, the bad, the ups and the downs, because that's another thing, too. People are very scared to be vulnerable about their process. And listen, and just even the process itself, like it gets so it's so beautiful and it gets so ugly. Mm. Like that's that's the thing about it at the end of the day. And then on top of that, too, like just college specifically, you know, I immediately you talk about that. I was thinking just the mental health aspect of it. Yeah, for sure. And so it's just like 
that vulnerability is so I know for me, for instance, like it was been very hard to really just accepting my own mental health challenges as well as still trying to like just ride through my curriculum like I was, like I am really. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah, but it and even just being scared to feel like, okay, will I actually get support or will I just be wasting my time and my energy trying to like express myself and show myself, show like the rawness of myself. Yeah. And so no, yeah. and that's, that's and real. you brought up you brought up another phenomenal point. Mm-hmm. Understanding how to get resources, right? You yeah. might need a therapist. You know what I mean? Right. You, need, you may need somebody to tap in and talk to. I've definitely been mm-hmm. in therapy when I went to college. Um, yeah, because law school ain't no joke. I'm just gonna keep it hundred. It ain't no joke. Mm-hmm. It's a very competitive doggy dog situation, and it's mm-hmm. it's primarily dominated by Caucasian people. It's not a lot of black people there, so you can face a lot of isolation. Mm-hmm. um and i hey, did theater that. school too yeah yeah and so i mean i faced a lot of isolation so i went to therapy i made sure i had a therapist um because i knew that i had to get through the process but those are also things that are not necessarily always talked about or expressed you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah because they're like oh yeah go to school it's a lot of challenges and especially if don't be the first one in your family to have ever gone period when you call home they're like Oh, what? how's it going? And you like, it was rough. And they mind, yeah. all you do is read books all day. They don't understand why that's rough. You know what I mean? They're like, you're just reading. Like, what are you doing? So right. they don't have an understanding of what you're really doing. It's so multi-dimensional and it's so different for each and every major specifically. Yes. I know like the, because I know I got, like I said, CMU, that's an engineering school. So these engineer students, I'm talking like, they taking like another level of math. Another that's an level engineering of, school? Yes. It's an engineering and mechanics school as well as a drama school. Wow. It's all of all of these things mixed together. Now, mind you, like every, they got like um the Dietrich um part of the school, which is like the humanity side, like the philosophy, things like that. Like it gets hectic for these people. Like I'm talking like when it gets about mid-semester each each term, it's like you can just feel the distraught energy on campus. It's crazy. Like in like like you said about therapy, it just really just having these resources and like resources even go down to just really just having also a circle of friends for sure. and, and picking that and being very discerning with that. For sure. And also just, um, uh, yes, something else I had thought of with resources, but I can't think of it right now, but yeah, it's so many levels to it, especially when you are in a very critical environment. Yes. Yes. You can be constantly critiqued and competitive too. Yeah, for sure. And, and then you go, and, go oh, now, what did you say? No, I was going to say, and then depending on, depending on what type of family you come from that's that changes whole, yeah. that changes everything i mean that that's a whole nother Aspect a whole nother of set of issues. you gotta either unlearn or relearn or everything yeah you're unlearning things you're relearning things people are battling with their own because one thing i realized people are afraid to be left behind let that sit <laughs> let that marinate for a second because <laughs> People are afraid to be left behind. And when they're afraid to be left behind, sometimes they don't want you to leave them. And that can be sabotage. That can be um, just trying to degrade you. That can be distance. It can look like anything. But that's stuff that you don't, nobody, you don't know that you're going to run into nothing like that. You just going to school. Trying to get your degree. Yeah. Make good grades. Yeah. (laughs) And then like in the neighborhood, nobody celebrates the person that went to college. Bruh, bruh, listen, don't make me scream in this house because listen, oh my God, 
They don't even care. Really? They just like, all right, cool. You like, hey, are you here? <laughs> are you here with us right now? Nope. So yeah. They celebrate the person who plays sports or the person who raps, but not realizing. Another thing that was like made me tap into all of this is was like, you don't realize the the probability of you making it in entertainment, specifically as like a rapper or athlete, is extremely low, right? It takes a lot of luck, right? But not only a lot of luck, it's a lot of grind that the average person is not going to do. They're just not. Like staying in the studio all night, doing promotional tours for nothing, for pennies, paying to get on certain tours, doing the research, the legwork. Paying to get marketing. Marketing. This is ridiculous. It's a lot. Money. The money. Trying to find investors versus if I say to you, hey, Mike, I can send you to school to become, and I'm just throwing this out here. Mm-hmm. I can send you to school to become a welder. You're like a welder. I'm like, yeah, a welder. <laughs> right. Fly to weld. But why would I do that? Because SpaceX was hiring welders with three to five ex- years of experience. They were making like $150,000 a year. And then don't go mess around and get some type of specialty where you can weld underwater or weld like high risk things. And that's, yeah, that's another like, level of it. Yeah. But then there's a stigma attached, you know what I mean? To having. Like you're not doing anything. Right. Oh, you're just a, you're just a welder? You're a welder. Like, what's that do? Right. Oh, you're a mechanic? Oh, like what? You're an engineer? Like, what? Bro, but, like, yeah. But on the flip side, you don't have any debt. <laughs> you or have no debt. Do, you will be put in, you can be put in a position where you will be able to take care of that debt. And if you do have debt, it's probably not more than $15,000. You know, the average student coming out of school now is averaging at about 80,000 with a college degree, not a trade. And you got to get into a professional job that allows you to think because a degree basically is saying that you understand how to think. When you get a trade, you actually know you have a skill that you can barter if necessary. And don't mess around and pick the wrong degree. It ain't even worth what you paid for it. You're like, you pick some, some crazy degree and you're like, yeah. bro, why? But then you go back and you backtrack and you talk to these particular people. A lot of times they say, I just didn't know. I didn't right. know what to major in. My people sent me to school and told me to go to school. And I majored mm-hmm. in something because I had to my, graduate. My people told me, you had me right there. My people told me, my versus, people told what did me. you want to do? That's also another thing is like, I know that I've definitely had felt that at times. Like, okay, I'm like, I'm just here because my folks just told me to. And it was like, okay, because I'm thinking like, okay, so I'm having to endure all of this racism. I'm having to endure all of this um, classism, all of this, just all of this stuff, all of these microaggressions and um, just these perspectives put about me, put on me, projected on me. And I'm just like, yo, I didn't choose this <laughs> and have it come to that realization. Like, I didn't choose this at the end of the day, but just realizing like, okay, but this is what I signed up for. So I just got to just push through it. And like you said, with resources, find whatever I can to make sure that I can get through. And I'm like able to just stay maintained and stay sustained and all of this. Yeah. yeah. But what you were saying about just the artist side, I was just like the little to none. Cause you got, cause at least for me, like I, I think about this so much now. It's like everybody and their mama rap. Like it's ridiculous. Like I literally remember high school. 
like everybody, like I'm talking like basketball players, they graduated, they said, oh, I didn't, I didn't do nothing. So I'm just go rap. Yeah. Because I mean, like, I know his situation is, you know, very uh, hectic right now, but Thug, like, Thug created a whole wave. I like where I stay, I stay in Douglasville. Like I'm from Cobb County. That's like a little outside of like, right, so, Atlanta, Atlanta. Yeah, so yeah. it's just like, but just knowing that Atlanta was like booming with just a lot of Doug sound specifically. Yeah. So, you know, they listening to that every day. It's like, okay, I can copy that easy. Yeah. Everybody need to know how to copy now. And so that's why it's just like, okay, you got so many of us and all of us sound the same. And so then, you know, and it's so ridiculous now because you got like social media with TikTok and everything like that. Uh, I know we was talking about this some time ago, just like the attention span is just so small now. So it's just like, how can I get somebody's attention in like five seconds? Mm-hmm. And you got to decide. That's like hard task. But not only that, you get, you, as an artist, I know this is probably challenging mm-hmm. for you because like, I always think about it like this, artistry, mm-hmm. real artists will endure long-term, right? Right, but when, that's got to be frustrating to watch before you catch your wave. You seeing all these people that's just flashing the pan, flashing the pan, flashing the pan, TikTok dance, TikTok dance. You're like, oh, should I just make a TikTok dance? Like, because they're gonna make a, a quick yeah. however much money, but they but won't then again, have a that's career. a quick high. It's yeah, a they, quick high. Yeah, it's just like okay, I just yeah, and now my come down is the hardest come down ever. Yeah. But no, like, you know, and that's another thing, too. That's the conversation that needs to be had. That's what we're talking about. Um, the practicalities and realities of actually being a creative, right? Yes. So if you actually want to be a creative and you say, oh, okay, I want to be an artist. I want to be this. I want to be that. That's cool. But a lot of kids, I say kids because it's a lot of young people that enter the industry. Right. They come in ill-informed. <laughs> they come in mm-hmm. ill-informed. They're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to rap. Give me hundred right. pounds. I just want to rap. No, you don't like, just want to rap. They act in it. Uh, it is crazy because it's just like to to the business people that's behind the desk. It's just like to them, it's like, oh, you're asking to get them. <laughs> that's at least no, because like I'm thinking like if I was an exec and I was in their shoes and I would and I was trying to like do some dirty business, then I'd be like, oh, so you just you want to rap and you just want a hundred thousand? Okay, here, here's your hundred thousand. Right. Not even telling them you got to pay that back to me some type of way and so it's just like you're asking to get them but like you said they ill-advised they don't know they're ignorant to it so how can we so at least for the young artists what you feel like could kind of inspire them to not necessarily or can it negotiate well this will probably be you know this would be something good for us to have a separate episode on but if we just touch on it briefly i would say the first thing for an artist to consider is, and this is funny because it requires you to be self-aware and a lot of artists are not self-aware. It's not- Especially when they're young. No, a lot of artists ain't self-aware at all. But this question requires you to be Mm self-aware. How much work am I willing to do? And I mean, business-wise and on my craft, how much work am I willing to do? Do I want to be standing out on the corner well, well, this is well, this is not that era. Do I want to be up all night DMing executives, ARs, um, DJ? Do I want to be up on social yeah. media trying to get? Am I trying to do that? Am I really that damn good? Understanding your leverage, understanding your value, understanding that 
Um, record labels are not the devil. If you don't have the capital up front, everybody's not meant to be an independent artist. Everybody is not going to work that hard. That junk is work. If you're going to get an album, first of all, if you're going to get a song, let's just say you're trying to get a song to pop, right? Yeah. Even in the digital era, it requires consistency. It requires you constantly feeding the algorithms. It requires you getting on playlists. It requires you building relationships online so other people share your music. Yeah. That still requires work. Right. If you're just an artist and you're just like, yo, I just want to smoke trees and make music, that's phenomenal. It's plenty of people okay. that smoke trees and make music and we don't know who they are. I'm passionate about the music space. I'm passionate about the education space, if y'all can't tell. And Mike yeah. as well, because we've had yeah. plenty of conversations about this stuff. And I just want to, I'm going to bring people on, not I, it's us. We're going to bring people on that's going to tap into like, Things that y'all want to know as creatives, because I'm aware that, you know, it's people that still want to be rappers. And, and I'm not I'm not saying you can't be a rapper, but I'm saying you got to have some structure to your game. You got to have some structure yeah. to your hustle. You got to know how you've been as a planning. Got to have how some strategic planning. Yes, you got to have some strategic planning. You got to yeah. have, a, and you got to have an alternative plan. Because some people going to jump in the game and be like, you know, this ain't for me, but I would make a great a and I want to show y'all jobs and stuff that are behind the rapper. Like, you don't have yeah. to be the rapper. You can be the person carrying the camera. You can be the creative yeah. director. You can be the director of the videos. You can be, you can do so much other stuff. It. Yeah. Even if you're just a writer and you don't want to be, like, just writing. Like, I'm, I've, I've learned that. I've learned, I've learned that the hard way a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's real. But if you're not trying to really tap into being in front of the camera, it doesn't mean your career is over. You can have a lucrative career doing something on the other side. Right. On the you other side. producers. All day. Like, like Ninth Wonder, people was always, I uh, forgot when they was talking about this, but I know it was with Kendrick's uh, damn album. And it was like, um, Ninth Wonder, um, like, not, like, how does it look like you're getting payments? Like, I mean, you just make a beat and stuff like that, and then that's it. But it's just like, no. There's, like, publishing in, like, the bmi and the ascap side to it when it comes to like he's put on the credits you're credited and everything that accumulates from that project he's getting something from it don't forget television don't forget commercials don't forget video Ooh. games video. those are checks yeah, that's the, that's the space that's Anim the space animation that is the space Paper. Paper too. but there's conversations that's not being had because people are just right. like oh i know how to make beats that's phenomenal yeah so like you know, you know what I mean? People like, we're going to tap in and teach, not even teach, we're going to have a conversation about yeah. the creative space. We'll have conversations about uh, things that are going on in the music industry, things that, that are happening in, in entertainment and film. Mike is going to probably lead a lot of those conversations because that's his realm. That's his wheelhouse. Oh. I'm going to tap in and try to, uh, you know, just short films and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. So I'm going to try to tap in and give my little two cents as well. But for me, I'm more so on the education side. I want to make sure that everybody has an opportunity to get to the bag because everybody's not a creative and that's okay. You ain't got to be a creative, but there's plenty of ways to get to the bag that don't require you to go to a four-year school. Or if you decide you want to go to a four-year school, let's talk about how to do things correctly so you're not running yourself into debt trying to get a piece of paper that would be worthless because you chose the wrong degree. It's crazy that you just brought that up because I immediately was thinking like about nail techs and 
getting getting into real estate and like the like the certificates and mm-hmm. like that that come with that and just so like you can just be able to start moving in that area yeah. so yeah there's so there's so many um occupations everybody like literally for everybody even just being like a mover like just going around having a moving company like dude a tax a tax preparer people that prepare taxes not accountants a tax preparer preparers you prepare the document let the accountant look over it you know there are whole businesses all they do is that's ridiculous and a, pack, a tax preparation, and I'm not, I'm not endorsing anybody's tax preparation service. I'm not endorsing none of that. But I'm just saying that certification, it takes a few yeah. months to get. And you can jump out and tax season, bust them in the head during tax season. Okay. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Easy money during tax season. Yeah. Yeah, everybody needs to tax it done. Yeah. It's a lot of different ways for you to make money that don't mm. require you to go to school if you, if right. you don't want to. But if you do right. want to cool let's chart it out let's do it the right way let's make sure that you're tapping into the right resources that's what we're going to bring on here to make sure you tapped in right but if you don't it's a lot of other options that we can also tap into and it's a lot of experiences that are going on in these in these spaces specifically for minorities that are not being talked about that people are walking into blind and we need to have Mm -hmm. that conversation too so question for you what's up why is it important to be a dreamer Ooh. Oh that's gonna be the that's gonna be the ending question. I feel like. <laughs> Why is it important to be a dreamer? Yeah. And oh my God, that's I was just thinking about this before. I think that it's important to be a dreamer because dreamers change the world. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I'm just gonna use this as an example. Steve Jobs, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Wow. Thirty Thank years you. ago, or however long it was, I don't know. You're trying to tell somebody that you're going to have a computer that you can fit in your pocket, that you can talk and see other people while you're talking in it. Right. That sounds absolutely crazy. Is that me? Oh, if y'all can hear the yeah. sirens, I apologize. This is New York. So you, just, hey. we, you got to get how you live. Um, okay. Um, but you, you, you can talk to your cell phone and see people. Like, you got to remember, that's when... Yeah. Computers were the size of a room. Like computers were huge. Yeah. <laughs> computers were blocks. And you like even TVs. Right. And you're say, I- I'm gonna be able to sit it in my pocket. This man's on on drugs. Dreamers change the world. If you have vision and you have dreams and you have execution, you can do whatever you want to do. Yeah. When I was in school, I used to always say pray, prepare, and then execute. And that's the key to everything. Pray, prepare, then execute. Because faith without works is dead. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's dead. So you can believe all you want to believe, but if you ain't doing that, you don't go get out there, and get it. He can't do nothing for you. Right. So yeah, that's yeah. That's crazy just, that you said that because yeah, yeah, that literally just leads right into what I was trying to say about that. But I didn't know if he was done though. Man. Oh, I was just gonna say being a dreamer, that's I mean, dreamers are essential to life, bro. Because you think about what the life what what this world would be like without dreamers. Mm-hmm. Like we're it's you have to dream because you have to dream because dream dreaming is like the air of your life in my opinion. When people take your dream, if you notice, for a lot of people, it, it gets dark. People's lives get dark because you don't have anything to look forward to, right? And I always say, like your dreams are like your children. 
you would mm. not expose your children to the elements. You would not take your kids outside, especially a newborn. You wouldn't take your newborn outside in the rain, in the cold, around a bunch of whole a bunch of people. It's a new baby. You would protect it. You would hold on to it. You would make sure that it's you know, clean, well-kept, and so on and so forth. Right. Dreams are the same. When you are creating something, when you first start to create it, it's a baby. You can't mm. tell everybody what you're doing. You can't show everybody what you're doing. You have to let it get legs, right? Then once your dream starts to get legs, it'll start to move on its own and then people will see it. But by the time they see it, it's already running. But if you try to tell people what your dream is in the beginning, mm-hmm. a lot of times people are like, that ain't gonna work. You're like, damn, right? you're right. It might not work. Because people talk you out of good ideas all the time. Okay, bruh. People talk you out of good ideas all the time. For no reason. Work. No reason. It's because you hate them. Yeah. But that's why it's important to be a dreamer. What you going to say? Man, I was just going to say that I feel like you hit everything on the mic. (laughs) (laughs) But nah, I feel like it's important to be a dreamer because I feel like at least dreams, I'm glad you brought up Steve Jobs because for me, it's like dreams lead you to purpose. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Or they can lead you to purpose. For sure. Um, And like even just uh, just knowing like where it's our imagination as a whole. Just knowing like I mean when we was when we was kids, like I don't know if you had an imaginary friend. I did when I was little. I had an imaginary friend. Oh, I was like, the only child. Just, you know I had an imaginary friend. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely had an imaginary oh, friend. But yeah, so you know, just get into that space of just um just being free all the way. Yeah. I feel like that's that's also where like why it's important because I feel like it's so many confines. Yeah. It's so easy to get confined, especially living in what in America. It's yeah. really anywhere, sure. honestly, because you got all these systemic rules and society rules and expectations and stuff like that. Like dreaming don't have none of that. Dreaming yeah. is free. Yeah. Dreaming is um that's why I say like I feel like dreaming is really just God moving through you. Straight up. Because it's just like giving you your purpose. Yeah, handing it to you. Yeah. And so like you were saying, as far as it being like a newborn baby, you got to like hold it in a certain way at first. But then as it gets older and it starts growing up on its own and I, and you allow it and give it the grace to grow up, that one thing I'm learning, giving yourself grace so that you can just grow. Come on now. So yeah, but Come on now. also just, but yeah, just allowing that dream to just explode in its own way, express itself. You ain't yeah. got to control it. And I feel like that's the that's the biggest thing about one of the biggest things that I feel like is important about being a dreamer that there's no need to control it. Yeah, no you can let it the dream. create and it goes into whatever it's supposed to be on its own. Right, it's a butterfly. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Let I'm it t- fly. <laughs> I'm a, straight up. Yeah, but what you been say? Oh, nothing, man. I think that's the perfect place to round it out. Mm-hmm. Wrap this thing up, man. Um, I hope y'all enjoyed the episode. We're going to drop this on a weekly basis. Um, Probably going to drop it Tuesdays in the morning. Um, So you guys can have something to listen to while you're driving, moving around. Uh, We'll have the visuals up on YouTube, on the Did It For The Hood page. Um, And yeah, man, we're just going to create some stuff. Mike's going to create us some music. So oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully we'll have a theme song. Oh, we will. <laughs> we will have a theme song and an outro and all of that. Uh, so you know, things, 
we're gonna grow and I, we just want y'all to grow with us. We started out um, and we both have a little bit of perfectionism in us. But what we uh, <laughs> realized is the best way to do anything is just to start and then let work out the kinks along the way. So y'all, uh, we just want y'all to grow with us. Um, and we're gonna make sure that we be dependable and reliable and consistent so that y'all know uh, we're gonna be dropping every Tuesday. So my name is T Hardaway. My name is Michael Bassel. And we had to did it for the hood podcast. Mm-hmm. Y'all be easy, good people. Yeah, yeah, yeah.